Welcome to the Run Through the Endless Gray podcast. I'm your host, Espo. Uh, welcome back. I can't believe it's been over a month since I did my last show. Um, I have quite a bit to share with you guys. And uh, I have some really good news. And uh, I'm going to take a quick break, get something to drink, and I'll be right back. I just wanted to welcome everybody to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been a long month and so many weeks now. Um, the big news that I have right now is my wife and I had our daughter, and her name is Alicia. Uh, we are very blessed, very healthy baby. Um, it it has been a long couple of weeks, and. Uh, since she's been born she's she was born about two weeks ago and uh she's very very good knock on wood uh very good baby right now she sleeps through the night um for the most part she gets she gets up uh twice a night to feed and uh since since uh talking to you guys last i was working for a company where i was doing some superintendent work and unfortunately, uh, that went south. And right now, I'm working for a scaffolding company. Uh, today was uh, there was there was no work available for us, so we had a wash day where we got to take the day off. Um, let me see. T- today is August eighth, and it is the anniversary of the day that I came home from my first deployment um, on August eighth. In 2014, we had a very, very long trip home. We had a chartered flight. The, fl- the plane itself had broke down several times on the way home, uh, to include Germany, wh- where we had to stay overnight from August 8th to August 9th. And we, uh, we stayed overnight in Leipzig, Germany, where their airport is. And until we were able to fix our plane, because apparently when you have a chartered plane, you cannot get new equipment to to head home. You have to have that plane the entire ride. So it broke down in Qatar. We had to have it fixed. Uh, we left Kuwait. We broke down in Qatar when we landed to pick up some Marines. And then we were dropping the Marines off in Germany. Um, the plane plane had to be fixed again. Flew into North Carolina. Um, again, they had to they had to fix a mechanism on the plane, and then got back to Louisville. Um, that also means that it is the birthday of a very good friend of mine, uh, whose name happens to be Gary. I'm going to give him a shout out. Shout out to Gary. Happy birthday. I hope all is well with you. And uh, right now, uh, he is stationed overseas. I don't want to give his uh, station away, but, you know, I wish him a very happy birthday. He's one, one of my best friends um, and one of my most loyal battle buddies that I had throughout my first deployment. He actually helped me finish the Bagram Challenge, which was 
a, uh, a physical challenge where you had your whole deployment to do, it was 5,000 sit-ups, 10,000, oh, I'm sorry, uh, 5,000 push-ups, 10,000 sit-ups, and run 200 miles. No one thought I could beat the record. They told me that the record was 30 days, and I told him I was going to beat it. He stuck by me the entire time, and I managed to break the record at 25 days, and I have it on good authority. It was an Air Force colonel that was um, a friend of my father-in-law's who had done several trips through Bagram, which is an air base in Afghanistan, and said he confirmed that my name was still up on the board when he left at the time they were leaving Afghanistan. So shout out to that colonel for, for letting me know that I still hold the record. I think it's a pretty incredible record, something to be proud about because I worked really hard for it every day. Just hitting the gym, doing my push-ups and sit-ups, and going really hard. You know, it's a pretty amazing thing that I held the record until the end. And I will never not hold that record now because we are out of Afghanistan. Um, so moving on, one, one good thing. I wanted to stay uh, away from politics right now on this show. But one good thing that did happen is Congress passed the PACT Act. Now, if you're not familiar with the PACT Act, what it is is uh, soldiers. It expands the health care for soldiers who were exposed to burn pits while they were overseas. Now, this affects me because I was overseas in the areas. We were downwind from, from burn pits. And I very well might need that care sometime in the future. And now this PACT Act will, uh, will make sure that I get that care. And I'm very happy about that. Uh, there was a lot of controversy with it. At first it was passed. And uh, so what happened was when the Senate passed it the first time, they put a financial measure in it. And due to a technicality, it had to go back to the House of Representatives because all financial matters have to originate in the House. But um, this one went back. It was voted on again. It, it passed, and then the Senate blocked it. Um, you know, I, I don't understand. I read that bill a hundred times. It's a pretty straightforward bill. There's no pork in it as some people were trying to claim, uh, or at least that's how I understood it. It was just mainly talking about discretionary versus mandatory spending. Um, discretionary spending would mean that it has to be voted on every year, and mandatory would mean that once it's passed, it's done. They, can, um, they have to put it in the budget every year, and they would... Um, be taking care of vets for as long as they need to without having to go back up for a vote. So I think it's, I, I just think it's really great that it went back and passed and hopefully um, down the line, I never need to care, but in the event that I need it, it'll be there for me. Um, and not just me, I'm talking to all, 
all the my uh soldiers who stood to the left and right to me while I was over there, especially went over there twice with two full battalions. You're you're talking up most of twenty five hundred soldiers or or maybe even more than that. So um you know, and we've been at war for twenty years. There's gonna be hundreds of thousands of soldiers that need care in the future and right now. Um I think they're gonna be able to get it due to this pact act passing. Uh, I'm gonna take a, a quick break and then I'm going to get something to drink and uh because right now right now it's hot. Uh when when we come back I'm gonna do a short segment about keep keeping cool on job sites in the heat and that that'll pretty much be my show for today. See you soon. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, my name is Espo. Now, for the last couple of weeks and about two months or so, we've had some severe heat. I don't ever remember this heat being that bad when I was a kid. Uh, you would have like heat waves, but it would be, they were few and far between. It would be like two days. I believe a heat wave is three days above 90. So there would be two days that hit 90, but then it would break with like an 80 degree day. So it wasn't technically heat wave. Now, it seems like these heat waves stretch on for a week at a time until something breaks and it usually breaks with some rain um so i just wanted to go over some ways to keep yourself cool while you're out in the heat especially if you're a construction worker or somebody who works in the heat like me so i usually take some extra ice packs to work that is uh you know for direct for the direct heat during the day i try not to drink alcohol uh, this time of year too heavy if I know I have to work the day before um, the ice packs uh, you could also use some like a cooler fill your cooler up with water and ice and put towels in it and then if you get too hot take the towels wring them out and put them on the back of your neck it'll pull you, cool you down some other spots you can put the towels on or the ice packs on or your wrist put your wrist or your forearms that'll help cool your body down quick um if there's there's a lot of uh things you can do in the event of of heat exhaustion uh if someone's wearing something tight you have to loosen it up say say their boots are tight you have to loosen it up um sit, sit them down make sure they're they're sitting up so blood's flowing to their heart and give them something cold cold to drink what you could also do is uh prep beforehand so make sure that when you eat you put iodized salt it helps you retain your water and when you eat you could also have like pickles with your meal and um you could drink gatorades now when you drink your gatorade you got to remember that the Gatorades are made to be watered down. 
if you drink if you constantly drink Gatorades, you're going to probably get kidney stones. So what you want to do is like maybe drink a little bit of your Gatorade and then water it down by adding some water and uh, drink plenty of fluids during the day. Try to try to drink like a bottle of water within every 15 minutes to a half hour and that should keep you um, cool during the day and because in this type of heat you'll probably sweat quite a bit and if you're, if you're sweating you're going to need to replace all that so Gatorades and water is a good way to do it also uh, iodized salt and eating pickles even even um, pickle juice if you drink a little bit of pickle juice it will act like a Gatorade does and help help uh, alleviate cramps if you get them especially heat cramps because they will come and go uh, always always have like a shaded area if you're working in an area that doesn't have shade see if you can set yourself up with one of those tents um the, the little pop-up tents and make that where you take your break and things like that um because if you don't have any shade you're going to get directly burned by the sun so use your sunblock you can use sunblock and then uh if you're like me i bought a uh it, it's a it's an attachment to the hard hat that has like a towel in the back of it and it'll keep the sun off your neck um 7-eleven actually sells them and that's where i bought mine and they they have them in high-vis colors so that way they're job site friendly so um that it they'll also keep the sun it keep it from absorbing the sun and radiating onto your skin it helps bounce the sun off of the uh off of it's like a do-rag so that's one way you can beat the heat uh other other than that you know there's a lot of personal comfort that you really have to have to uh allow yourself to know your comfort zones <clears throat> sorry about that um I for one like to wear loose clothing. Uh I I will wear moisture wicking clothing that'll keep the mo moisture off your skin and avoid uh rubbing and rashes and things like that. So uh that's one good way you can beat the heat. Uh so not not to uh beat a dead horse about this, but uh I'll move on to a new subject. So Lately, my daughter, my oldest daughter, has been um, trying to explore uh, other religions and 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 spirituality. And I'm a Catholic, so I want I want to help her. Uh, I I want her to know that she doesn't have to uh, take the path that I took, and she wants to explore uh, new uh spirit spiritual ways of life that's absolutely okay with me and i think it's wonderful um now i'm catholic but while i was deployed i really wanted to learn about other cultures and stuff because you know you're over you're in a new place and you see different lifestyles you see how good we have it here in the united states and you, you see that they are a third world co country and very poor. 
except some areas over there aren't very poor they're very rich so uh there some in some areas they have it better than us for, for example uh Kuwait city is very very upscale like everybody has a lamborghini there i saw bentley's um it, it was crazy you know it's all uh, maseratis and aston martins and and stuff like that they seem like status symbols but um i i took my daughter to a place called uh, east versus east meets west that's what it's i almost said east versus west but it's it's a place in the oxford valley mall called east meets west and it has lots of pendants and crystals and rocks and we just had a ball i took i took her over there she absolutely loved everything there she picked out a couple of pendants uh there's a star of david and then there's um a thing in a pendant in the wiccan section it's a star and a moon and what i noticed was all these symbols kind of blend together and uh they they transcend all the cultures and they pretty much mean the same thing so if it's like a star symbol across the board it's just going to mean pretty much the same thing and i thought that was really interesting so i wanted to help her uh explore that if if anybody who listens to this podcast has any advice for me please reach out on twitter uh it's uh you can put your advice in the run through the endless gray uh twitter which is endless gray one it's at endless gray one where you can reach out to me directly which is um espo espo underscore v underscore 1985 uh, i would really appreciate any advice that anyone has for me as far as um, how i can help my daughter explore these uh new spiritualities and stuff like that so uh i really appreciate that um other than that uh i'm gonna end the show i wanted to keep it a, a little bit short and i hope everyone has a wonderful end to their summer as their kids are going back to school and um people will get back to work after vacations and things like that so uh have a good one, and I'll talk to you guys later. Take care.